Hello and welcome to Famicast 14, the Famicast for July 2012. I am your host today, Danny Bivens, and with me today I have Mr. Dan Koopman. Hello, please. Hello, please. And I also have with me here uh, Minoru Yamaizumi. Yes. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hi. As you might have heard in the last episode, James is being a traitor to the Famicast, and he thinks that spending time with his family and going back home to the UK is more important. So he's not here. So we're gonna. He's even a bigger. He's even a bigger jerk because, haha, I'm almost in the same time zone now, but we can't meet. (laughs) Exactly. He did that on purpose. Um, Matt actually is not able to join us here today either. He's a little bit busy, but. You know, we have three guys here, so we're going to go ahead and just uh, see what we can do. And first, we're going to start off with some new business. new business Don is going to start us off okay so I've played time travelers mm. uh, which is from level 5 it's it, it's a little hard to describe it is very story focused in its narrative mm-hmm. so um, it goes from different plot points different perspectives and goes from one to the next it has a really 24 like feel mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't really have anything going in terms of gameplay. It usually um, happens with quick time events and choices you have to make in its narrative. Okay. And depending on the choices you make, it will influence uh, how the story will progress. So a little bit like Heavy Rain, but without the plot holes. <laughs> hey, I liked Heavy Rain. Yeah. Although I, I didn't, didn't like the plot holes, so <laughs> there you go. Fair enough. Um... But um, there's even there's even more stuff they pile on that whole scheme because um, there are certain events that don't happen th- the first time around, and for that you have to make a time stop and go back to a separate moment in the same time slot mm-hmm. that happens with a different character. Okay. So and and there you influence the decisions to do actually something that the other character in the previous scene really wanted to do, you to do. So it mixes all this, the characters and the stuff all together and makes sure that, um, I don't know who's controlling it, that's the far thing. I, I'm thinking I'm controlled, but maybe a character is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really influences the decisions that the characters in their head make, mm-hmm. which, um, it is really interesting. Hmm. And I, I don't want to te- spoil too much. Mm-hmm. Because um, because for the people who want to play it, it, I don't know if it ever comes to Europe or America. That's my problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but considering how how the story flows and how and how interesting it felt to me, I don't really feel the need to spoil too much. Um, I can give examples where in in the first chapter, um, it, it's it sets it, it sets it up pretty easily. So. There is an exchange between two different characters, which is one is a reporter, mm-hmm. um, just a starting reporter who is searching for a first scoop, mm-hmm. and this investigator, 
who is searching for uh, kidnapped kidnapped family members. Okay. So at the beginning, um, the the reporter drives off, drives off, and in the meantime, the investigator has to he has to destroy a bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, and after he done that, he gets um, orders from the mysterious person who did this. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that scene, he gets won over by the um, by the truck of the reporter. Oh, God. so <laughs> this is this is when this is when a time stop happens. Mm-hmm. So in that time stop, um, you go back to the perspective of the reporter with his camera person who is driving the truck and you have to change the direction in which he steers. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. And uh, because of this, the scenes will continue mm-hmm. as they usually would. If they w- if they if you would decide to drive into him, this is where the scenes end and don't have any continuing narrative. Okay. So it has some so you will run into points where you are stuck that you are think from should I make a different choice and then go back again to make those decisions, which is a very interesting plot development in itself. Indeed. Um, and this will also occur later in the chapter where this reporter will see um, like a speedy bus where where a few of the kidnappers are, mm-hmm. and the investigator is on that. Um, is on that bus and the girl tries to make a sign to let the guy know hey give me a call I want to hear what's going on on that bus hmm. okay. and the first time around the the guy wouldn't do it because he's too focused on what's going on there hmm. um, when you go back to that same time point with a new scene you actually are doing that and hmm. uh, you actually make the call and influence how everything is progressing which is very very interesting um, so it, it, it's stuff like that that makes makes it worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it, there's nothing really special about it. it there's nothing extra like um, new spot pass things or street pass or anything or multiplayer or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just a narrative story with different decisions to make. Okay. And, and depending on what kind of person you are, you might be interested in that. You might not like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so far, I've played of it. It's um. It's one of the better games I've played on the 3DS. Cool. How much time have you put into it, just by chance? Um, I couldn't tell you at the top of my head. I never checked uh, like the, what is it like, the the button, the the application that shows you your time. Right, right, right. I must be the weirdo because I like check that like almost every time after I play a game. <laughs> but yeah, cool. Well, it, it sounds pretty interesting. It is. It's it's very hard to explain, like I said before. So yeah, um, yeah. forgive me. No, no, uh, no. But but it's um, if you like that stuff, hey, go play it. Um, cool. I, I certainly think that you would be interested into it if you liked Heavy Rain, uh, Danny. Yeah, I did, and it sounds like something that actually could be right up my alley. So. Yeah. So the second thing is a little bit lighter of tone because um, Time Travelers isn't black box game, so it's um, for older folk. Mm-hmm. Um, is Taiko Drum Master for the 3DS. Nice. Which is the second Taiko Drum Master game I talked about on Pennycast. <laughs> uh, the first one was the, the big Wii edition last year with over 100 songs, which was awesome. 
Mm -hmm. um, this one has a little less songs, um, but has this whole narrative story going on, which is very light of tone, where um, Don Chan helps a little dragon to collect orbs and save a princess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there are several boss battles where they change up the mechanics with different elements to add to them. And there are also like these challenges where you have to make certain combos or hit a certain amount of um, items in a row. Okay. Yeah. So it, it becomes more progressively harder over time. But if you um, fail two times in a row, they make it a little bit easier for you. Oh, okay. That's kind of nice. Yeah. And um, another interesting thing is how... Uh, so... The, you collect these orbs over the game, and every single orb has a special ability um, to help you during a boss fight. Mm -hmm. So one will negate all special attacks by your opponent. Mm. Um, another one will make the the big the big round ones, the bigger uh, nodes, mm -hmm. largely bigger and from rock, so the attacks will do more damage. Okay. So all of them have their own special abilities. We make it very interesting to mix them up and see how uh, it will affect your battle. Okay, okay. Um, next to that, there are the regular modes, so you can just play, play the songs as you used them. Mm -hmm. um, of course, across three difficulty settings with all the options that are there. Um, you unlock more songs over time if you rank up and do perform certain tasks. Mm -hmm. um, of course, there are still the several um, costumes uh, Donut Chan can wear. Mm -hmm. um, they the have copied some songs from the Wii version, which is kind of disappointing, but not really. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's all I have to say about it. It's a fun game. Cool. Yeah, I I downloaded the demo when it came out uh, earlier this month, I believe, and yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, so I that's definitely a game I want to pick up here in the future sometime. So mm -hmm. you know, are you have you played any of the games in the series, or are you familiar with it at all? Uh, I also downloaded uh, the demo. Okay. Yeah, but uh, I I thought that. Uh, uh, you know, uh, the enemy uh, hides um, some notes right before mm -hmm. uh, the drum on the top screen, mm -hmm. and I uh, and it was annoying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of actually like that. Um, what we noticed talking about, like on the upper screen, if you're facing sometimes like a boss character, I guess. Um, it basically this like this one guy that we that you fight in the demo. He's like something to do with like plants or something and like these roses and these thorn bush things just start growing over kind of where you see the notes so it kind of you know it's supposed to be harder to see you know kind of what's coming and stuff so it's i think it's kind of interesting i it can definitely uh be a little bit annoying but i think the, it's the funny the funny part is that in the actual game he has, he has a completely different song oh really yeah hmm. wow so there was it was literally a piece of um, of a game, and then they restructured it for the demo. Okay, well, and that, you know that demo too was like really small in size; like it wasn't even a hundred blocks. I don't think it was ridiculous. But again, it's 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 just lighthearted and fun. So exactly, exactly. If you like winning games, give it a go. Definitely. Um, not before you play the Wii one, because that one is bigger. <laughs> Unfortunately. Then finally, this is very quick, I, I played uh, with the Pokédex 3D Pro, which I wrote also impressions for for your eShop article. This is right. You can check it out at NintendoWorldReport.com. <laughs> but quickly about it, it features almost every single version of a Pokémon, so 
like also like the twentieth versions of Arceus, mm-hmm. which um, transforms through a different tablet and gets different um, type like fire or water. So it like Arceus fire type, Arceus water type, Arceus <laughs> grass type. It goes through all of them. Um, next to that, it also says the name of the Pokemon, which is pretty handy. So you finally know how to pronounce those names. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Next to that, you have like um, challenges, which are basically quick quizzes about um, Pokemon trivia. Mm-hmm. And there are like 36 challenges, and after you finish the final one, there there will become daily challenges available, which you can handle. Uh, which is pretty cool. Of course, there's still the AR stuff from the previous version, so you can make awesome photos, but this time with all the Pokemon in check. Nice. Um, and there's also now a move deck, so you can check individual um, move sets of a Pokemon or attacks that you can learn your Pokemon, which is pretty handy. Cool. Um, overall, it's pretty it's pretty cool. You could already play it in English, even if you buy the Japanese version, because there already are six languages available in the app itself. Yeah, that's incredible. Which, which is kind of crazy. It's also one of a very big eShop title, like bigger than um, I mentioned. How Mighty Switch Horse is the biggest one, like twenty six hundred blocks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This one is three thousand. Wow! <laughs> wow! Three thousand twenty two blocks, if I remember correctly. Man, man. And also, it's like fifteen hundred yen. So that's also something it has going for it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I'd say that's a good thing. I don't think you would either. Um, but well, I, I said it in my impressions that it, I would, I would give it an easy recommendation at the max of one thousand. Fifteen hundred seems a bit cocky. It, it's way high, and you know that a lot of Pokey fans are gonna buy it regardless. Just you know, to keep pumping money into the monster. And yeah, but for the more expanded audience that could really learn from this stuff and have a good time with it. Yeah, I, um, I, I definitely, from hearing, you know, what you've said and then what you've written in, you know, the article, I, I think it sounds like a really solid package. It sounds really comprehensive. There's a lot of cool stuff going for it, but 1,500 yen? No way, man. That's just crazy. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it's a nice companion piece to um, Pokemon Black and White 2. <clears throat> definitely if you're into those games. Um, similarly, also with Pokemon AR Searcher or Dream Raider. Mm-hmm. Which is basically like the Ghostbusters version of Pokemon. <laughs> and I keep saying that every single time. It's mm-hmm. freaking amazing for just 300 yen. Yeah. Which is a big comparison for 1500 yen for the Pokedex 3D Pro. But yeah, that's it really. Um, I played some eShop stuff, which wasn't really any significant. So okay, that's about it. I played some Baseball 3D from ArcStyle. Cool. How was Baseball from ArcStyle? It was... Um, was alright. Mm-hmm. Nothing really special. It was better than the football one or the okay. soccer one, whatever you want to say. So that's it. Great. Cool. Alright, let's move on, and I'll go next with my new business. So, my first set of new business is actually not so new. It's pretty old, actually. Um, Now it's just a little over 10 years old, actually. Uh, I've been playing Eternal Darkness for the GameCube. Oh, nice! Yeah, this, this is a game that 
I had rented back in the day, um, back in the summer of 2002, you know, 10 years ago, and I never really beat it, but, you know, I got like a, maybe about halfway through the game or something, so, and I always really enjoyed it, and then for whatever reason, I just never bought the game. Um, when I went back to America this past Christmas, I went to a used game shop and I found it, like, with the case and manual and the disc that wasn't didn't look like it had somebody rub like you know sandpaper all over the back of it and it <laughs> you know and it worked so I was like hey cool I have this game and I'll just be able to play it so I brought it back with me to Japan and um actually on the site right now we have like a special feature going about like kind of uh clearing out your backlog before uh the Wii U comes out it's called the great pre Wii U backlog saga um there's a few, you know, a few different writers um, on the site that are involved with it, and you know, it's kind of talking about what our goals are before, you know, getting a Wii U, you know, here this fall. And uh, for me, that was one of the games that I had on my list, and it's, like I said, it's something that I've been meaning to play for a long time. But yeah, you know, I, I'm really enjoying it so far. I've only played for like an hour and a half or something, so I'm not like too terribly far. Um, I think the controls still hold up pretty well. Uh, you know, you can like target the different body parts and stuff like that to hack at or shoot at or whatever. So that's kind of fun. And visually, I mean, it, it's a GameCube game, a pretty early GameCube game. It's nothing like stunning, but, you know, it doesn't look like too terrible. I've seen a hell of a lot worse, uh, you know, GameCube titles and stuff, and a hell of a lot worse Wii titles, too. But, um, yeah, it's not bad, so I I'm just really enjoying that. But, um, in terms of newer stuff, actually, just this past week here in Japan, as of the time of this recording, uh, Kirby's Dream Collection came out for the Wii, and I went ahead and picked that up. Uh, I got yeah, I, I got it too, but I kind of wanted you to let's talk about it, because else I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you wouldn't have anything else to talk about. <laughs> yeah, so um, I got that, and man, I, I really... For collector's editions and stuff like that, I really enjoy that kind of stuff. Like when you have some kind of a cool set that has like extra goodies and stuff like that with it. Um, the game comes with like a 45-track soundtrack. Uh, it's it's a really comprehensive CD. It's a hell of a lot better than you know what came with the Mario Collection, which is just maybe you know a few actual tracks of music and then just some you know little sounds, <laughs> you know two-second sound clips, which was ridiculous. And I'm ridiculous for buying it, but you know what? What are you gonna do? Um, well, I bu I bought it too, so we both shared. Still share the same shame. Yes, um, shame. I also bought Mario one. <laughs> Were you? You know, I I don't know about you guys. I, for the Mario one, I just was thinking, oh come on, how bad can this be? You know, and it it's it's, it's not a, it's bad, a, it's a but it's a it's a thirty MB throwaway <laughs> on a four point eight GB disc. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> it, it's really ridiculous. Though the book that did come with it, you know, the little Mario history book or whatever, was actually pretty nice. But anyway, you know, Kirby also comes with a, a similar book, like a fan memorabilia book or something, and it's 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 pretty cool. A lot of cool, colorful artwork and stuff like that in there. Like the evolution of the Waddle Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of great stuff in there. They also have like little uh, gameplay cards, I guess, kind of telling you how to control it for each one of the games. They I mean, used to do that back in the day. I found it really neat that I bought those back, especially just for this collection. Yeah, I thought that was great too. And there's you know some great artwork on there too. Um, I'm like I said, I'm always a big fan of stuff like that. Um, 
just the you know the outer box that this stuff all comes into it's pretty cool it's like you know it's pink and it has like kirby like all sorts of different versions of kirby uh you know throughout the years and stuff so it's actually it's really colorful and just really cool um yeah, then obviously the game itself, you know, there's six games in there. Uh, Kirby's Dream Land, Kirby's Adventure from the NES, uh, Kirby's Dream Land 2, Kirby's Dream Land 3. Um, what else? <laughs> Kirby's Superstar Deluxe, Superstar Deluxe, I think it's what it was called. Uh, Kirby 64. Yep. And then they also have this really cool challenge mode in the game, too, which uses basically the engine from uh, last year's Kirby game. And uh, basically, you're just going through and just uh, kind of doing like some timed uh, tests, basically, with different powers and just trying to see how fast you can get through them. And uh, I, I played a little bit of that, and actually it was quite fun. And even after you, you know, go ahead and beat one of the levels, you can like play through it again, like facing your ghost, just to see, you know, where you stack up or maybe where you're I, better. I finished more in one day. Did you? Okay, uh, cool. Yeah, because um, the, the, the last few of them were really difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, it was pretty doable, actually. Cool. Um, yeah, you pretty fun. Yeah, you've probably played more than I have, actually. I haven't had a lot of time here in the past couple of days to play much stuff. But um, yeah. Then other than that, I I just played a little bit of uh, Kirby's Dream Land two, which I have on my 3DS. But just yesterday, I played with my cousin for the entirety of Kirby's Adventure on the disc. Oh, cool, cool. Um, and he was really good. I was really surprised. And the reason he was so good, he said, I bought that 3D version a few months ago. I was like, what? <laughs> you bought that? And that's awesome. Yeah, cool. Like, yeah. So, um, did, did we talk about the history mode in that? Oh, no. Yeah, that no. is outstanding, actually. Um, uh, this is, goes way and beyond what a history mode should be, but it's way better, way better than the Mario collection. Mm -hmm. So... When you go to the history mode, you can look at every single box art. There's even a video for even for even all the Kirby games, mm -hmm. and you can look at a few of the manga, mm -hmm. um, just like we hoped. Mm -hmm. And there are even free episodes of the TV show. Yeah, yeah, it's really incredible. And then uh, I know I, we actually have some impressions up of the English version, North the North American version, up on the site. But um, one thing in the in that version that they have that they also have in the Japanese version as well is you know on the timeline they also have you know obviously stuff about related to Kirby and also stuff related to Nintendo, like for example console release years or you know stuff like that. But they also have like you know world events or and it seemed like more like events pertaining to the country that you're in so you know there's a lot of japanese things <laughs> in the japanese version and stuff like you know this or this place was built or this or this happened or something like i think on the north american one one was like president obama he's the president you know barack obama is the president uh, so, you know stuff yeah. like that so that's kind of interesting to um, to include something like that because obviously they didn't have to but you know it's just something included and just it just makes it for just a little bit more of an interesting package, I think. So, I, I, I think in total, like, they even put out new songs for that CD with three yep. songs that were orchestrated. That's right. And, there, and there's even new, new songs that they remixed in the menus. Mm -hmm. um, which, they went just all and beyond for this collection, and I don't want to spoil, like, the credits, but um, if you listen to the credits, it's a remake of a classic song in the style of Kirby's Adventure Week. But nice. at the end, they changed it back to the original Game Boy music. Cool, cool. It's, it's a really neat touch. 
Yeah, you know, I I mentioned this in the last Famicast, and uh, this I think it's still kind of true. Maybe it's like Nintendo heard the outrage of the fans for the Mario Collection. Even though, you know, they sold like 2 million copies of the thing and, you know, made way more money than they should have off of it, they have kind of just outdone themselves with this. I mean, this is a really, really great collector's package. Um, A lot of great stuff, uh, even like new modes that are just like a completely new game, more or less, albeit a little bit short. But, I mean, you know, this is just a really great package and it's just I'm just really pleased that Nintendo actually put this together. Yeah, if uh, if I can name one annoyance about the collection, mm-hmm. is how they handle the the six um, classic games. They mm-hmm. exactly handle like a virtual console game. Yeah. So you have, so you have to go back into like the home menu and then go back to the main menu, which is a bit annoying. Yeah, because at first I was like looking through the instruction manual and I was thinking, how the hell do I stop and save this? And the instruction manual is only just two pages long. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, one thing it said something like, press, you know, 1, 2, and A and B, and you can do this or this. And I was like, Wait, what the hell? Nothing is happening. And then I just pressed the home button and said, I guess reset it, and I hope, you know, it saves my progress. But then, like you said, it's, it's exactly like a virtual console game. You know, I didn't try it out on the N64 version. How does that work? Is it exactly just like an like N64? Yeah. Okay. Well, there it is. Yeah. Okay. That's the only annoyance I have about the package. The rest is completely competent and fine. It's, yeah. Um, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, one last thing that I've been playing, it's something um, I'm pretty sure both of you guys have no idea about. And if you do, I'm going to be really surprised. Um, back in 1994 in America... Um, Nintendo released a game called Ken Griffey, Ken Griffey Jr.'s Presents Major League Baseball. Um, it's a you know a Major League Baseball game starring a guy that used to be really good before he started getting hurt uh, named Ken Griffey Jr. He played for the Seattle Mariners. That's the team that Nintendo partially owns, wholly owns. Um, you know, it's in Seattle, and um, it's just a really cool old school baseball game. Just you know, a 2D baseball game, really colorful sprites and stuff like that. And um, I've just been playing through like a half season on that and then just about ready to go to the playoffs and I've been having a lot of fun <laughs> playing that it's just a big trip down memory lane for me cuz I got that game like you know way back in the day and it's just always really great for me just always played it with my friends and my family and stuff like that so it's always just a lot of fun no, no man Arkstell baseball 3D is where this shit happens <laughs> it's, I guess I stand corrected man that arc style you got to watch out for that um yeah, so that's what I've been playing. So let's move on to Minoru. Okay, uh, my new business is new play control Pikmin 2 for Wii. Uh, mm-hmm. which was actually released a few years ago in Japan, but recently <laughs> in North America. So, mm-hmm. NWR is now featuring this game, and which made me feel like playing it. Mm-hmm. Now, first of all, Pikmin 2 is awesome. I absolutely love it, and mm-hmm. basically beat it. I mean, mm-hmm. I completely paid off the debt of Orima's company. You know, this oh, is wow. uh, the purpose of the uh, adventure. Okay. Yeah, I completed the mission. And uh, last year or the year before, I have played the original Pikmin on GameCube. Okay. Yeah. So 
and naturally my eyes were drawn to new elements and the changes from the original. Mm-hmm. And actually, I think most of them are not successful. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, this is why. Hmm. Well, mm, the most remarkable new element in Pikmin 2 is new kinds of Pikmin. Mm-hmm. In the original, you have red, blue, and yellow Pikmin. In Pikmin 2, in addition to them, you also have purple and white ones. Purple ones are great, although I think they are a little overpowered. Okay. And they are 10 times as powerful when carrying stuff. And they are also wow. great at combat. Wow. Yeah, so purples are good. On the other hand, I feel the introduction of white Pikmins didn't change gameplay so much. Mm-hmm. First, and they walk faster than others, even when carrying the stuff. But in Pikmin 2, there is, unlike the original, no, no 30-day limit. So mm-hmm. you have less motivation to save a moment. Actually, I didn't choose them for carrying the stuff. Hmm. Yeah, white ones are also resistive to poison, but in terms of gameplay, it is essentially the same as the characteristics that red pigments are resistive to fire, and mm-hmm. the yellows are proof against electricity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just like you choose red ones when you see fire, you choose white ones when you see poisonous clouds. Yeah, okay. So obviously nothing is new here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also, white ones themselves are poisonous, so when they are eaten by enemies, the enemies suffer some damage. Cool. Yeah, but most likely you have a few chances to take this advantage intentionally, uh, because whites and purples also are very precious. I mean, uh, you can propagate them only at particular places, in particular dungeons. Okay, yeah. I think I remember mm-hmm. hearing about that on the the connectivity segment that they did about that because I, I actually I haven't played Pikmin 2 yet so interesting yeah and but uh, unlike purple ones you absolutely need white ones in many cases such as finding buried treasures or break poisonous gates mm-hmm. so you don't want to lose them in combat mm-hmm. yeah and like I said, in Pikmin 2, yellow ones are resistant to electricity, uh, which is in fact a new characteristic. In okay. the original, they used to be hand bombs, uh, but you know, right. it was not implemented very well. Mm-hmm. And just, it's not easy to order them to release or hold a bomb when you want. And if you order mistakenly, you may well lose bombs and or yellow Pikmin. <laughs> uh, which was very annoying. Sounds like it. Hmm. Yeah. Presumably because of this, in Pikmin 2, yellows no longer use bombs. Okay. Yeah. Instead, now they are resistant to electricity. But hmm. like I said, electricity is essentially just a color variation of fire or poison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know in Pikmin 3, we will have rock Pikmins, and they can break walls, etc., like hmm. bombs did. So, I hope rock pigments will fill the gap of bombs. Yeah. 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 And in Pikmin 2, not only new pigments, but also we have a new Pikmin leader, Louis, mm-hmm. or yet another character, the president of the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can switch your controlling character instantly, uh, which is compelling in some scenes, but otherwise, I think it is not utilized effectively. Okay. Uh, for one thing, 
it just saves time, and the players have less motivation to do so in this game than in the original, which has, you know, the 30-day limit. For another, you cannot move the second character independently at all while you are controlling the other. Mm -hmm. I think if you could direct the other character to a specified point, for example, the base, the mm -hmm. second leader would be much more useful. <laughs> so I hope Pik uh, Pikmin 3 uh, will make a cleverer use of uh, four captains in a field. Yeah. And speaking of a field, the original has five fields, but Pikmin 2 has only four. Besides, one of them is unlocked only after you pay back the dead. Huh. Yeah. Moreover, at least two of them uh, are pretty similar to some of the original fields. And instead, hmm. there are a bunch of, there are a bunch of uh, randomly generated dungeons or caves to compensate it. But as is often said, uh, they are not so interest interesting as a field in terms of level design and spectacle. Mm -hmm. uh, this is my biggest complaint. Uh, but that said, I still love this game. Just mm -hmm. wandering around with Pikmin is so fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite activities in this game is just having Pikmin collect the berries to make two kinds of spray. Ultra mm -hmm. bitter and ultra spicy sprays, and <laughs> I think they add a new strategy to combat. Cool. Yeah, that's about it for Pikmin Two. Cool. Yeah. Um, Pik Pikmin for me, at least the original. That's one of the games I bought when it released, December third, two thousand one, in America. I think that was release date. Um, <laughs> it's it's one of those guilty things where I I never beat it. And I brought it with me here to Japan, and uh, it's on my list of shame that I'm going to actually try to beat here, because I want to get to play Pikmin 2, and then, you know, when the Wii U comes out, I want to play Pikmin 3. So we'll see how that goes for me. Um, yeah, it's been great just getting to hear all about, you know, Pikmin here recently, you know, from you, and then, you know, from the connectivity segments and stuff like that, too. I want to say something, but uh, Minora basically pretty nailed on its head. Mm -hmm. Um. If you can track down them, I would suggest going for both the Wii versions, Danny. Mm -hmm. I, you know what? <laughs> the launch day of New Play Control Pikmin Wii, you know, for the Wii, I was here and I bought it like the first day it came out back in 2008. But yeah. I played it for like 30 minutes and I was like, oh, cool, Pikmin with the Wii remote, cool. And that's it. <laughs> and now that's actually back in America. It's one of the, I don't know why the hell I didn't bring it back with me. But yeah, there you go. Uh, I recommend you playing uh, Pikmin 2 first uh, because it's it's uh, much more <laughs> uh, much easier. Really? Yeah. The problem is if you would go for Pikmin 2 first, you you will go back in time and see from. Well, I don't want to play this anymore. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I, per I, 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 I personally think that's for its narrative and how to understand the world. I think you need to play the first one first and then the second one. Hmm. Cool. Well, I'll try to play both of them regardless. <laughs> so great. Awesome. Cool. Great. So you know we're going ahead. We're finished here with new business. So we're going to move on to news.
Alright, so now we're going to talk about the news and we're going to start out with some Japanese sales data here from Media Create. And um, so at the top of the list, this is for the sales from July 9th to the 15th, which is at the time of the recording, this is the most recent and up to date uh, sales charts that we have available. Um, Sitting at the number one spot is Pokemon Black and White 2, which and during that week sold 113,901 copies, bringing it up over 2.3 million um, here in Japan, which is pretty incredible, but not too terribly surprising considering that it is Pokemon, and this is just what happens. So, And it's a better game than the original. I played it. It's way better. Don will tell you the truth. Uh, next up, actually, is something else Don was actually talking about before, too. Taiko no Tetsujin, Chibi, you know, the little dragon and the Myster mysterious, mysterious orb. Myster yep. Yeah, and the dragon and mysterious orb. Yep. That's at the time that came out on the 12th, and it had sold 63,388 copies. Uh, pretty strong opening uh, day for that. Uh, next up for the 3DS is actually Pocket Soccer League Calcio Bit, and that sold through 26, a little over 26,000 copies. Calcio Bit. Culture bit, sorry. <laughs> However you pronounce it, I know Don cares a lot more about this than maybe any of us here, which is fine. <laughs> so. I put 100 hours in that, into that GBA version. You might dislike it a little bit more than we do. Because <laughs> I don't <laughs> even know if I've even played the demo yet. I don't remember. <laughs> you haven't played the demo yet. I have it. That's something, right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's still something I want, but with the competition of Taekwondo Team and Time Travelers, it was a pretty difficult call to make. Yeah, there are a lot of great games actually came out on that day, on the 12th. Yeah. So. I'll get it at some point, but not pretty, very soon. Sure, sure. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it'll likely come down in price, too. And uh, Yeah, so definitely. That's always nice. Um, next up on the list is Little Battlers Experience Explosive Boost, the RPG from level 5. Um, that clocked in with 19,468 titles, bringing the total, or bring, t sold, uh, bringing the total up to 75,000, a little over 75,000. Yeah, and actually, it's pretty crazy. Nintendo's lighting up, like, you know, the top ten. Uh, then next is Dragon Quest Monsters Terry's Wonderland 3D from Square Enix. Uh, sold That week, it sold 15,717 titles, bringing it up to 828,000, uh, which is pretty crazy. Actually, you know, recently, I've been, you know, every time I go out, I, you know, bring my 3DS with me and, you know, get street passes and all that stuff. And I've been getting a lot of people, you know, with this game. So, um that's kind of, you know, crazy, and it's obviously with numbers like this, it's obvious as to why I'm, you know, getting hits of people that are playing this. So, mm -hmm. um, then going down a little bit, skipping one, there's a PSP game on there, uh, Etrian Odyssey 4, which... Uh, came out earlier in the month, an RPG from Atlas. It sold through 14,000 copies, and that brings up the total for that to over uh, over 100, over 111,000. And um, and next up is Time Travelers, the one Dan was Don was just talking about, uh, released for both PSP and 3DS. Uh, uh, PSP, you mean? PS PSV, PS Vita, excuse me, and the 3DS, and actually the Vita version sold just marginally better um, than the 3DS version, just by like maybe like a hundred. But both, but both showings are actually pretty poor for a new game. Yeah, it's pretty low. I mean, and both both are under ten thousand with 
the Vita version at 9,887 mm -hmm. and the 3DS version at 9,761. Mm -hmm. So for both versions, it's a pretty low showing. And and I was kind <coughs> of, uh, and you know, I was actually saying to you this early in the month when I got mm -hmm. it, Mm -hmm. And I'm saying from I I find this game fantastic, but I don't think it will sell very well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it kind of shows. Yeah, right. So you know, what are you gonna do? Um, maybe it'll pick up. Maybe not. <laughs> um, I, I, seriously, I hope it picks up because again, I really love the game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, rounding out the top ten is a Wii title, Mario Party Nine, which actually came out just this past April, late April. Like what? Like a couple of months after Europe and North America? Um, uh, um, a month. A month, okay. And uh, that, yeah. that sold just like 8,700 copies roughly, and that brings it up to, it's sh just shy of like 500,000, sitting at 477,000 copies. Um, you know, up on the list too, uh, this is like a top 30 list that, you know, they have Mario Tennis, it's up in there. Um, Mario up. Tennis is now, Mario Tennis is now... Uh, officially reached the the 250,000 mark. That's right, that's right. So that's pretty incredible for Japan. And uh, Monster Hunter Tri-G keeps on chugging along, you know, selling copies it's here and there. almost at 1.5. Yep, getting close, getting close. Um, it, it's going a bit slower than we anticipated, but it, it's getting there. Right, right, right. And then the next Nintendo uh, title up on there is actually Cold Sept, uh sitting in at uh, just about 70,000 copies or so. Actually, I Street past somebody today that had the game. It's the first I've ever seen of that, actually. That's so. another game I'm interested in, but both games, like, similar to uh, Cold Sub and Culture, but it, it, they are interesting, mm -hmm. but they're for a very niche audience, but I kind of want them. Right. But there's a good thing we don't have to talk about it on Nintendo Direct anymore because they're out. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um,. You know, Wii Sports Resort's up there too. It's almost three million here in Japan. Um, Super Mario oh, wow. three, so yeah, Super Mario three D Land, uh, just over one point six million. Um, oh, and here's your uh, <laughs> Taiko Drum Master on the Wii Definitive Edition. That's just about up to the two hundred fifty thousand point here in Japan. Uh, Mario Kart Seven, just over one point seven million. Then you know, Wii Party coming in just over two point just over two point three million and Fatal Frame two uh clocks in at thirty two thousand. So that's um I'm I'm a bit shocked in how low that one is going. Yeah, it is pretty damn low. So I um I reviewed it for a local site I work for, it gave it gave it an eight. I mm -hmm. really liked it. Mm -hmm. But um I don't know, I'm a bit sad about that. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a bit, I'm a bit um, depressed that that one is selling so long in comparison to the rest. Well, don't like drink yourself every night just you know worrying about this game unless you want to. But um, on the hardware side of things, 3DS is still going really strong here. Uh, just about forty-six thousand uh, units were pushed last week, and then with the Wii, just about like sixty-six hundred. And the DS still plugging away, 430, uh, you know, sold. So the content, the totals for the consoles here in Japan, uh, 3DS is sitting at 6.5 million. Uh, the Wii is sitting at 12 point, uh, just about 12.5 million. And then DS is sitting at getting close to 33 million at 32.8 million. Yeah, and that about does it here, actually. So, um... 
Yeah, I mean, some of these, like I said, you know, no surprise. Obviously, we knew uh, Pokemon Black and White 2 is going to be um, selling, like, hotcakes. Um, and some of the other games, too, you know, uh, Taiko Drum Master and the 3DS, that's, you know, coming out the gate here pretty strong. Um, yeah, kind of disappointing about Time Travelers, though. Pretty there's, a, there's a, by the way, an interesting feat if you look at the complete top 50 a bit lower than that. Mm-hmm. Actually, somebody bought a GBA version again of Culture Bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty incredible that they have that in here. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. It, if you if you look at the entire list, you can see that there's way more 3ds games in total. On the top 50, were 15 sold this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, DS3, uh, we ate, and then um, the rest of other systems. So pretty mm-hmm. good showing. All right, so we have a couple of other little bits of news here today. So actually, I'll go ahead and start out with the first bit. Um, This is something that we didn't mention last month, but that is very, very near and dear to my heart. Itsunoman ni Terebi, Spot Pass TV, as it is also known as, it it died last month. It was put down, as they say. Cared more about about Winoma. Yeah, as... uh, (laughs) You know, and actually, I'd like to talk about that a little bit here, a little bit later too. But uh, um, this service is only around for about a year, and yeah, almost a year to the date, actually. And uh, actually, before going off the air, one of the shows, really popular shows on the service, uh, Daily Tobidasu, um, it had like a special one-hour like show on Nico Nico Video on June 18th, and um, I watched it, and it was really entertaining. Out of all of the shows on there, it was just kind of like a, a comedy sketch type of thing. Uh, they have like a lot of different like characters and settings that they do, and it was always a lot of fun to watch. And um, but yeah, when it was all said and done, about 19,000 people I think showed up to check out the show live. So <laughs> maybe <laughs> you know. Uh, Double that. Watch it. Watched it on the 3DS. I have no idea. There's really no way of knowing how many people actually watched it. But uh, for whatever reason, you know, they pulled the plug on the all the programming. So that was kind of disappointing. And I remember. I think we might have talked about this on the Famicast before. But Don, you would always pay attention attention to the one on the Wii um, pretty regularly, and uh, that died <laughs> not too long before this. I, th- I think we talked about it on a few episodes ago. All of the third-party services are kind of dead by now. Yeah. Appa- yeah. Apparently, the Winoma company still exists, so I'm, I'm not sure what they're doing right now. Yeah, because I, I follow the well this particular program, Daily Tobidasu, on Twitter, and they're still like tweeting stuff. I mean, obviously, they're not you know <laughs> showing any more episodes or airing any more episodes on the service, but you know, I, I don't know what the hell they're doing. I am wondering if we will see all of this back on Wii U. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a definitely a possibility because, you know, Japan, it's pretty different than, you know, America in terms of, like, video services and stuff like that. Like, you know, America, there are tons of, uh, maybe not tons, but, you know, there are a few different video options like, you know, Netflix or uh, Hulu or uh, even, like, Yahoo or Amazon's... Um, video stuff, whatever they call it. But in Japan, there's really not a lot of that stuff. I know there's a rental store called Staya, and they have like some kind of a special service that you can get, but I'm not really familiar with the details. I just think I heard that it was kind of expensive, um, a hell of a lot more expensive than something like Netflix. Um, when it has like, you know, with, for the streaming service. And I don't know, that's just kind of lame. But Minoru, do you know of any other services that are like like Netflix or some kind of streaming video service with like movies that you pay like a monthly fee? Not really. Okay. 
So <laughs> there you have it. It's so popular in Japan, Minoru doesn't even know about it. But the the weird thing is that that Spotpass TV didn't, didn't really have an ending. It just ended. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's true. It's, it's not. It's, it's not really. It wasn't wasn't really like a goodbye message or saying from, well, till never to never again. Well, some of the shows, like individual shows, they said something at the very end of the episode. It's like, oh, bye, we're not coming back, basically. Um, and I think, you know, like I said, the hour special for the daily, daily Tobidasu, like I told you, that that was their goodbye because that was their last time getting together to record because they had pre-recorded the other, like, the this was like, that aired like two days before the ending of the service. And uh, this is kind of like their goodbye for the service, so, yeah. Yeah, but it was very... Very fractured, mm-hmm. and with um, Minoma, they actually all the staff came together in one like final video message to say goodbye. Right, I think. Well, with that service, I mean, because with the Spotpass TV, there were actually two TV companies that were involved. I yeah. don't know if that might have had something to do with it, where they didn't, you know, all get together and do something. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not so familiar with the Winoma stuff. I mean, I know is at least one, uh, you know, TV company. Do, are you do you know? Are you familiar with like what TV companies were behind it or TV? Companies? I think the I think the same companies were involved. Okay, both of them. Yeah. Interesting. But 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 they did completely different stuff on there. True. Very true. Yeah. So that was kind of weird. I wonder. I, I you know I wonder if if they would put out the same stuff on both on both channels. Do you think it would have made a difference? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, your guess is as good as mine, man. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I think one of the one of the draws to the at least the one on you know Spotpass TV, you know, was in 3D and that was kind of cool. And yeah, some of the stuff's kind of like typical stuff that you can watch on TV. <laughs> Maybe see better and longer versions on TV. Although uh, some of the videos on Wino Ma I could transfer to a DSiWare app and take off real written. Yeah, I remember reading about that feature that I never used <laughs> for that. And that was, yeah, that was actually pretty cool. So, maybe that's why yeah. they didn't have, like, the same service, you know, too. So, they just figured if you want to, you know, transfer your data or do whatever, watch the videos from the Wii one. But that... the, 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 the big difference is that the videos would actually be stored in the DSiWare app, so. Okay, okay. Interesting. Yeah, so that was sad, and that sucked, but, you know, hey, there's nothing we can do about it, except for hope and pray that we see something similar on the Wii U. Yep. So, next up, uh, Minoru, would you like to talk about the next bit of news? Okay, Chotto uh, Nintendo Direct, about Oni Training, and uh, there was a special short Nintendo Direct event uh, held for Oni Training on January 18th in Japan, only... Oh. Uh, Iwata visited uh, Kawashima at uh, Tohoku University and spent mm-hmm. nearly the whole event as a floating polygonal head, <laughs> uh, conversing with each other. Uh, was that creepy? And, <laughs> uh, and yeah. they talked about how the game focuses on tapping into and expanding the user's working memory to develop and improve the functioning of the brain. I don't know about you guys, I thought it was kind of creepy with the heads and the head spins and the faces just getting bigger at random points or something, but, you know, it kind of goes with the game. It's kind of, you know, kind of the same, so. I directly went to the eShop to check it mm-hmm. out because um, they said from 
it will go up the usually time if if when all the updates go up. So originally it was planned for like 6 p.m. Japanese mm -hmm. time. So they went they sh shifted to 7 p.m. and put it all the live directly. Mm -hmm. So when I went to the eShop, I saw directly the demo before I saw the episode. I was like, yeah, they're doing this again. And uh, we also have uh, Iwatasks. Uh text version of uh, Oni Training, and mm -hmm. there we can see uh, a few interesting things. So let's re review them. Okay. Yeah, first, uh, you cannot okay. play Oni Training more than 40 minutes a day, mm -hmm. yeah. and this is why. According to Kawashima, uh, prefrontal cortex volume increased when participants of the experiment did training for 40 to uh, 60 minutes a day, but mm -hmm. uh, those who trained for uh, 4 to 6 hours a day lost some amount of their brain cortex volume, uh, and I mean uh, their brain shrinked, and they mm -hmm. may have become idiots, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so literally, uh, the amount of playing time will be limited, mm -hmm. at most 40 minutes a day. I see, yeah. I see. And like, did, did it say it was going to like actually stop you from playing uh, that amount of time? Or? Uh, well, I guess, I guess so. Huh, yeah. interesting. And also, uh, your record, uh, playing record, uh, will be sent to Kawashima's laboratory in order oh, really? for him to use for research via uh, spot path. Wow, that's interesting. Huh. Yeah, interesting. And also, uh, this game has in-game achievements in the form of in-game uh, commendation certificate, mm -hmm. yeah, which is cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, the 40-minute, you know, play limit. But, I mean, I don't know about you guys. Even with the original, like, I never... I wouldn't sit there for hours, you know, playing it or something. You know, you just get in, you kind of just do your test, and you know, that's that. Um, maybe play some Sudoku or something, you know. But that's you know a different segment of it. But yeah, I mean, I, this is obviously the kind of game that you just want to just play just a little bit of here and there. And um, I think you know, having this obviously as a uh, digital version, which is actually just coming out. Well, by the time you hear this, it's, it's going to be either coming out like very soon or it has already come out. Uh, July twenty eighth release date, and um, it's it's just a great option to have as a downloadable title, something that's always with you. So, I wonder if you could still enter like the relax area of that game because it has a relax area just like the other games. <laughs> yeah. If you I... can still play like Germ Buster, like Doctor Mario's Germ Buster. <laughs> yeah. No idea, man. Yeah. So, cool, Don. You you said yes. <laughs> something very similar, actually. Another event happened earlier in the month as well, and Don is going to tell us all about it. Yeah, which was uh, Culture Bit Direct. Um, mm -hmm. Culture Bit Direct aired one week after the regular Nintendo Direct, so July, June 29th. And it focused entirely on, well, on Culture Bit. Um, there was the first one of its type, and afterwards, Oni Training appeared. Um, Culture Bit was like 52 minutes in length. Mm -hmm. um, and most of it was dedicated to showing exhibition matches between. Um, uh, Japanese celebrities, mm -hmm. which I actually enjoyed watching because I knew what it was actually all about. Mm -hmm. That's mostly because I played the Japanese version. 
um, of, of the GBA. Um, and afterwards, um, Iwata talked for a few minutes and announced a demo for the Nintendo eShop. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the first time that Nintendo did this, and afterwards they did it again with Oni Training. Um, so this also co- made me consider a new train of thought, that whenever Nintendo is considering doing a game like Nintendo Direct, focused on one piece of software, that they might release a demo for it on the eShop every single time as of now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which yeah, uh, could open the this, which which could open the lid for all sorts of possibilities. Definitely, it, it, that would be a trend that I would love to you know see go on from this point. And we we have heard from I, from Iwata in the past, especially in investors meeting at meetings, that um, Nintendo Direct helps push the Nintendo eShop in significant ways when they release demos sort on the same day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there is something to be said for this whole scheme, and I think it's great that Nintendo actually realizes that demos are can be a good thing. Yeah, it's a, I'm really glad about that too, as opposed to their militant stance, nearly militant stance against them last generation, at least for the Wii. Um, but you know, yeah. it's just great to see you know this type of stuff happening because. People want to try this stuff out, you know. Even if you give them, you know, the lame limits and stuff like that, it, it come on, man, just get this stuff out there. People want to play. Because the uh, the name Choto Nintendo Direct was was not announced during the the culture bit one. That was specifically first mentioned at Oni Training Direct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they said we will have more separate events like these that are not Nintendo Direct. Mm-hmm. So they will focus on one piece of software and talk about what that piece of software alone. So I think we'll see one way more of these in the near future. And I'm all for it because it means we get quicker information and um, more dedicated content. Yep. Indeed. Um, so that's, that was Culture Bit Direct. It, again, most of it was like these exhibition matches, which, which were very enjoyable. Um, I was talking to uh, one of the Japanese pers- people that follow on Twitter, and he was like, I put 200 hours in this game, and I find this great. And I was like, I put 100 hours in this game, and I find this great too. <laughs> Let's find this all great. So we were so we were gushing about um, how, for example, in one of the matches, um, one team uh, lost very badly against another with um, five against zero. Oh, which, five to uh, zero. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which was, we felt very bad for the other opponents. <laughs> like, oh, come on. Score. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, it was it was very fun to watch. Um, cool, great, and you know, like Don was speaking of demos. Actually, here recently, uh, two more demos actually showed up here on the eShop in Japan. Uh, one for Oni Training, and another one for Kobito Zukan, Kobito Kansatsu Seto. Um, <laughs> it Kansatsu Seto means like observation set, and what these little things are. Um, <laughs> I, I I know this because on. Uh, Spot Pass TV, they had like commercials for this, and if I didn't see those, I would have no idea what the hell this is. But it's like these little creatures that look like guys dressed up in like tights, and they're just running around like in your backyard. And I don't know, it's kind of weird. Um, and the guys are really like, uh, maybe Japanese people think it's they're cute. No, I think they're creepy. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because I, I don't know. Like sometimes I've showed like. Uh, some creepy looking things to some of my Japanese friends and like oh it's so cute I'm thinking what are you talking about 
like I don't know. I've seen, you know, I work at a school and I've seen like uh, one of my students. She had like a pin case with one of these little creatures on it, and I was thinking, I know that weird little thing, <laughs> you know. And uh, it's it's weird. I don't know, Minoru. Do you know anything about this other than the fact that it's weird? <laughs> I played the demo just a little. Oh, did you? Just a little. I played the demo too. I downloaded the demo. Yeah, it was uh, easily one of the uh, most bizarre. <laughs> Demo I've ever played. <laughs> like in the demo, what are you doing? Just observing, or yeah. Uh, first, uh, you need to catch Kobito, uh, mm-hmm. and and you put it in uh, some environment, and you uh-huh. uh, you arrange that environment like uh, <laughs> like, uh, mm, like mm, mm, making it moist. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> and 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 you just uh, observe them. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's, that's about it. That's weird. <laughs> awesome. Well, maybe I should play this for hours and hours and hours. Yes, you should. Uh, <laughs> and buy the game. It's only like it's only like five thousand yen. Forget it, right? <laughs> right. Nah, man. Nah, man. Gone as weird as that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um. Next up here, Minoru, would you mind reading the next bit of news? Next, Nintendo is offering a bonus seat for purchasing the digital titles in Japan. Gamers, yeah, <laughs> gamers who purchase a new Super Mario Bros. 2 and only training will be eligible to receive Donkey Kong Original Edition. And Donkey Kong Original Edition is an official ROM hack of NES Donkey Kong that adds in the missing uh, cement factory level for the original arcade version. Until now, it was only released in Europe and pre-installed on special Super Mario Bros. 25th Anniversary Edition Wii's. Users will also receive uh, 20 additional Club Nintendo points for each game. If players purchase both games, and they will receive 20 more Club Nintendo points. Yeah, so this is actually, I'm really pleased about this. And uh, they announced that they're going to be doing something similar in North America. They didn't say that they're going to be giving out the Donkey Kong Original Edition, but you will be getting like double the Club Nintendo points. Is that right, Don? Usually you would get 50, and you would now get 100 in North America. 100 points. Cool. Cool. Nothing announced for Europe, so we don't know yeah. if we will get additional stars. And that's crazy because it's like less than a week away now that it's coming out. So that's uh, well, what the, what well, the hell, in Japan, right? well in Japan, in Japan, uh, in 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 Europe, it comes out similar to North America uh, okay. because we get uh, because we get other stuff. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Well, um, like I said, I for one, I'm glad that this is happening. I, I think it's a good excuse if you haven't thought about already about getting a digital version of these games to do it you know i was originally thinking of getting a you know the actual cart for new super mario brothers 2 and then the digital version of oni training but i might just get a digital version of both get my extra 20 club nintendo points and get like a t-shirt or i don't know like a case or something i don't know (laughs) but yeah that's that's great yeah um for the people wondering Duncan original edition is a great version of that game Mm-hmm. Um, like I, like uh, Minoru said, that that's the extra cement level which was uh, removed. Um, it plays exactly like the NES version, and it still feels great till this very day. 
I wonder how they will do it with the perspective on the 3DS. That's the only thing I kind of worry about. Hmm. Um, but it's, again, it's a fine version of that game. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, um, so are you, you guys are getting digital versions of these, or what are you thinking? Uh, yeah, uh, what, yeah, what, well, for Don, yes, it's definitely the, the, the best option to get them, as he doesn't live here in Japan. But, um, Minoru, how about you, man? Yeah, I, so, I considered buying a, a retail copy of uh, New Super Mario Bros. 2, but, mm -hmm. uh, um, because of this news, I started to consider buying a digital copy. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And the cool thing about it, too, you know, I think we've said this before, and I know you guys know this, but, you know, if you buy the digital copy, you're not locked into only buying it from, you know, the eShop. You can actually buy the digital copy from some kind of a retailer, which is pretty cool. It gives you a lot more options. In terms of, like, prices, I haven't seen anything at all about... Uh, digital copy prices for the games. If they're going to be lower, like, you know, most of the games, when they come out, they tend to be lower than what they're actually suggested at retail. So I'm wondering if they're going to do the same with the digital titles or if Nintendo is being really strict about that. You know, there's just nothing about that right now that we know. So I'm... Hmm. It's interesting. To say so in the least. Well, you, can, you can't use the cards till Saturday, so... Yes. <laughs> so I will, I will be at 3 a.m. in the morning awake to just download these titles. <laughs> hardcore, hardcore. Yeah. I was like, 3 a.m. in the morning. Okay, time to go to the eShop. Exactly. Oh, look, exactly. these are probably what us too. Click. Mm -hmm. Sleep. Bye. <laughs> Great. Okay, moving on. So, Japanese virtual console updates. Um, Rockman or Mega Man. Um, on the original Famicom is available in Japan. Um, I bought it. I love it. <laughs> so, um, if you like that, wait for it in your region to pop out. I'm sure it will come to other regions. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty big game. I, I definitely think that would be something that would come Ca out. Capcom, Capcom is really good about that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then, this week, um, well, the week of recording, uh, New Super Mario Bros. 2 Lost Levels um, will be available on the 3DS, which is will be also 500 yen, and it was the same price as, of course, um, Rockman or Mega Man, because all of those NES games are 500 yen. Mm -hmm. Then there is Wayman, Mr. Dark, No Wanna, crap, mm -hmm. <laughs> simply known simply known as Wayman for Game Boy Color, mm -hmm. which is 600, and then. Wayman was released on the VC in North America on May 31st. I think it was a bit earlier in Europe, but oh, was I it? could be wrong about yeah. I could be a, I could be a bit wrong about that. Yeah. Um, but it usually happens where we get more Western releases earlier than in North America these days. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Very true. Um, um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So you know, some cool stuff coming. Um, I'm. I don't know why I'm gonna do this, but I'm gonna buy Mario Super Mario Two. Lost Levels, and uh, probably not beat it like I did ever since I was a kid with Mario All-Stars. I never beat it. I, I'm not going to buy Arkstel Women's Soccer 3D. Oh, come on. You love that stuff. <laughs> I hate the original. <laughs> yeah, I think we somebody had a review. The Arkstel Soccer came out in North America what, not too long ago. And the, thing, was... the thing is, they asked me before um, mm -hmm. they put a review up, did you play this? And, they said, and I said, 
yeah. So what you think of this uh, this particular football game mm-hmm. or soccer, whatever you will? And I said to them, "This is the most shit football game I've played in the last five years." <laughs> well, before that, what was it? I I can't remember the name of it, but it was really bad. Like Fussball from Ubisoft. Oh, sounds great. Yeah, it was literally called Fussball. Okay. I'm not making that up. I believe you. I believe you. Yeah. That sounds That's a, that was, compelling. <laughs> I can't believe that really really happened, but uh, yeah, you know, it, yeah. I, when I first star, saw Ox Arc Style Arc whatever Arc Style Soccer, whatever the hell it's called, it was like one of the first games to come out in the eShop in Japan. I was thinking, yeah. man, cool, looks like a fun little soccer game to play, but man, I don't know if I really want to play. I'm kind of glad I didn't buy it because, uh, God, it's apparently just awful. And the women's one's going to be pretty awful, too. Because it's the same goddamn game, just with, yeah, ponytails on the end of their hair and make the fields pink. So, what the hell? Which is also, which is also incredibly racist. Well, sexist, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Both race. Is, yeah. Not, okay. Racist and sexist. How is it racist? It's racist against women, so it still counts. That's sexist. Great. Well, that's, uh, you know, VC updates. Uh, there's also, you know, always tons of stuff coming out on the Wii Virtual Console 2. It seems like, as of late, there's a lot of stuff coming out um, for, like, Neo Geo and the arcade and the occasional, like, Famicom uh, game here and there, too. Which so. isn't bad. No, it's not bad at all. It's not bad at all. It's just great that they're actually still supporting the Virtual Console here in Japan on the Wii, even though it's dead everywhere, everywhere else in the world. No, so. no. Uh, I think we got, like, a new Virtual Console game also, like, two weeks ago. But I'm saying, like, there's always something coming out on the one here in Japan. There's usually well, there's never a break. there's only one title, and we, and we get one every two weeks, so I don't think in comparison to Japan, it's that bad. It's not that good, either. No, it's it's both ways, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, last up here, you know, for some Japan exclusive releases, um, the Japanese version of Just Dance Wii 2, which is actually based off of the Western Just Dance Wii 3, is actually coming out here at the end of this month. Just maybe by the time you hear this, it's probably already out. It, here it's uh, it comes Japan. out two days before the rest of the releases this week. Twenty six um, on, on the on the regular first day. Cool. Yeah, so that comes uh, out. I know, Don, you're a pretty big fan of these Just Dance games. Um, what do you think, man? Yeah, it's, um, uh, again, like I said last episode, the first one I hated because it was just swinging the Wii Remote around. The second mm-hmm. and third one became better because um, you had to do more specific moves. Okay. Considering that um, Just Dance Wii 2 is, is basically based around Just Dance 3, makes me very hopeful because um, the engine on that game is pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, there are specific Japanese songs which make it interesting for me, so I might pick it up, but it's I, I'm not sure. Um, I didn't pick up the original because it had AKB48 in it. Hey, that's catchy songs. <laughs> Minoru and I are huge fans. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just Minoru then, sorry. Um, but um, <laughs> but, but uh, this, the, the track list in here seems more um, interesting and fun. Cool. So... Uh, I might I'm, I'm, I might pick it up, but like, also it, it's five five thousand eight hundred yen. Yeah. So there is some stuff I'm more interested in on that, but it's it's a fun game. It's a very fun game, and you can learn all the moves um, um, individually, or mm-hmm. just um, play the songs along and see how you can pick them up. Cool. Um, it, it's a great party game, an absolutely cool. great party game. I don't know how much it will. Do in the grand scheme of things, Japan. I know the first one sold well enough. 
mm -hmm. uh, to warrant this. Um, but here in Europe, it's a very mixed audience that really enjoys them. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. there cool. you go. Cool. Well, there we go. Don Koopman, for your distance. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just a lover of all music and rhythm games. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is definitely that. So. I also, if you love Dance Dance Revolution, it's basically the the wave your arm version of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So hey, there you go. Cool. Uh, last up for releases, at least big releases, uh, Dragon Quest X is coming out on August 2nd. There are a couple of different versions available. We talked about this in previous Famicasts. Uh, you know, there's a standard set, just, you know, the game disc. There's another one where you get the uh, required 16 gigabyte USB memory stick, hard drive, whatever you want to call it, that comes with the game. The, f uh, the thing. The thing. That's the technical word for it. Uh, you yeah. get the thing. and Or you can buy... A whole new Wii, uh, Black Wii. Uh, special edition comes with, um, you know, the game, the thing, <laughs> you know, the uh, the hard the drive thing. thingy, the thing, the 16 gigabyte <laughs> thing. Um, comes with a 1,000 point prepaid Nintendo card and the game, and a classic controller pro. Um, so that's kind of cool if you don't have a Wii, and I don't know why you wouldn't by 2012 and you're listening to a Nintendo based podcast but hey stranger things have happened um uh, if you look if you look at the wii usb thing it's actually a pretty neat thing how it looks yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah and that, that about does it for releases oh actually one thing i wanted to talk about it's not really news in the sense of nintendo news it's news in the sense of danny news me uh, so yesterday oh my I had, god, it's Danny News. It's Danny News. It's a new segment of the Famicast. No, it's not. It, it might Great. be. No, no, it's, no, it's a new segment. <laughs> Shut new up. segment. Yes, new segment. Um, yesterday I celebrated my birthday. My birthday is not until like August 7th. So if you want to send me presents, please email me them. Um, please send me you know, gift cards. That's fine. Or you can send me alcohol. That's fine too. I don't know how you can email that to me, but you can sure try. Um, anyways. Dude, why, dude, why didn't you tell earlier that's your birthday on 2nd of August and I have to plan something? Now you have to buy me something. Yeah. Dragon Quest now. will do. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Um. Anyway, so you know, I had it was a fun, you know, fun time with some friends and stuff like that, going out. And uh, one of my buddies, he got me this awesome gift. This thing is freaking awesome. He got it super potato. Um. And he said that actually they're not too expensive. And what it is, it's actually a Nintendo themed pocket watch. And, you know, on the enhanced version of the podcast right now, if you look at your, you know, device, I'll have a picture of it so you can see it right there. Um, it's, you know, like I said, it's a Nintendo, uh, you know, themed pocket watch. The outside is like a question block. And then when you open it up, there's like an 8-bit Mario in there and, uh, you know, the clock, obviously, you know, Nintendo logo and stuff like that. It's just really cool. I was really surprised and excited to have that. And I think I'm going to actually try to, like, you know, use it. <laughs> so that's awesome. That was really cool. I didn't even like know these things existed and stuff, but apparently there are like I think four, three other ones I, or something. I, th I, th I think I have a Donkey Kong Junior watch. Oh really? Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that was cool, and that is the end of Danny news for this episode of the Famicast. So next we're gonna go on and move on to life in Japan.
Okay, and here we are for Life in Japan. Um, anytime you have any kind of ideas for this or something, you can go ahead and drop by. We have a forum thread. You can, you know, ha list off some ideas there, or you can, uh, you know, email us at famicast at nintendoworldreport.com. Um, or you can maybe even mention something to us on Twitter, which we'll, you know, give out our Twitter handles a little bit later in the episode. Um, this idea actually comes from our very own Aaron Kaluska, uh, and he the topic it's about the legal system in Japan and kind of how it relates to Phoenix Wright. Um, we I'll go ahead and link up an article. It's based on this article uh, that's in the Escapist magazine, and I'll go ahead, like I said I'll go ahead and link that up and so you can read it and you know have a look. Uh, it's pretty interesting. I, I I'll read the opening paragraph here because I think it's a it's pretty. Uh, good explanation, I guess. So, you know, imagine a world where criminal defense attorneys face impossible odds every time they step into the courtroom. A world where prosecutors go years without a defeat, judges are unsympathetic, and clients have often confessed before the trial even begins. Phoenix Wright, his attorney, is no stranger to these challenges, but neither is an attorney working in the Japanese criminal justice system. So, uh, I'm no expert on the Japanese criminal justice system, but it's reading this article is kind of eye-opening and kind of alarming at the same time. Um, apparently, if you're charged with a crime in Japan and brought to trial, you're pretty much going to be convicted, no matter what. I think said something like the one of the best, you know, defense attorneys in Japan in like 25 years he's only you know had five of his clients exonerated which is pretty freaking crazy in you know 25 years um <laughs> but i don't know and you know one thing i i want to make clear too you know i don't want to be playing the card where it's like you know hey japan sucks i'm a foreigner in japan why aren't you more like america i i don't think that at all and I, you know i just think sometimes there are some things that are interesting and maybe alarming at the same time but i think a connection i i really wanted to make here is maybe about kind of maybe the inspiration behind you know a game like phoenix Wright, which is kind of you know like like you said like the same thing there's impossible odds you know crazy judges and you know basically guys that just don't have a chance to you know let their voices be heard um so I think it's kind of interesting that, you know, the whole Phoenix Wright series is kind of, you know, based on that type of stuff. Um, actually, I thought I figured we could talk a little bit more about Phoenix Wright as well. I, I think Minoru and I have played the least of these games. Um, I know I've only, I think I have some of them on my iPhone, but I haven't really got to play too much of them. But Don, I think he is like a, a legal mastermind now because he's played like all of the games. Don, I mean... What can you tell us about the game, I guess, that you would find interesting about this? Like, do you think, you know, like it said, you know, th th it's essentially impossible, nearly impossible to win cases in Japan as, you know, a defense lawyer. Um, do you think this is kind of portrayed pretty well in the game? or It's portrayed pretty well because you really have to think about your next step. Mm -hmm. um, particular in how you are going to win this case over. And even when you think you do... Um, they will come with new ed ed evidence, which you have to find new reason reasons for again, which is um, it's quite complicated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and they also mixed it up with um, what is it, the the Ace Attorney investi 
investigation series mm -hmm. where you have to also search the crime scenes and bring people to justice. They, they won't show the whole courtroom scenario, but in that partic those particular games, they will show you how the evidence is collected and how they bring people to trial, which okay. is portrayed pretty interesting. Cool. There's really not like a ton of stuff to say, but I think it was just kind of an interesting, uh, you know, snippet of information that's out there. And um, please, you know, go ahead and give that article a read too, um, because it's it's a very interesting article. And also, I have a, a bit of a secret too about this. You know, we we're talking a little bit here uh, in some of the downtime between the segments, and uh, you know, it says the the best, you know, defense lawyer in Japan, the guy that's only won five cases in 25 years. Well, it says his name's Takashi Takano, and he's a professor at Waseda University. Actually, it's me, Danny Bivens. But you didn't hear that here, or you did hear that here, or you didn't. Anyways, that's <laughs> fine. So, um, next up, we have a couple of different pieces of listener mail that we're going to go ahead and read. So, let's get to it. Letters. If you would like to send something to us at the Famicast, you can send it to Famicast at NintendoWorldReport.com. Or, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, you can also uh, submit uh, a request in the <laughs> our forum thread, uh, questions for NWR Japan crew. So, and if you haven't checked out the boards, go ahead and do so. There's a lot of cool stuff going on there always. So, yeah. And Don has our first letter. This comes from uh, Stephen Reich? Reich? Maybe. Oh, wait. Oh, well. Sorry, Steve. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry if I screwed it up. Uh, who is Yoshi1001 on the forums? I imported a fair amount of music from Japan for my internet radio station, and I've noticed that prices on Japanese goods tend to be at least somewhat around, much like the price on the eShop, never, never ending in 99 yen. Did that just not catch on in Japan, or is there some sort of cultural thing involved? Also, what are the rates for sales tax and other transition-based like fees? Actually, uh, this is also common in Japan, uh, ending in 1980 yen or 1980 yen is more common mm -hmm. than ending in 99, I think. Mm -hmm. And in relation to this, most Japanese, interestingly enough, try to make change somewhat around uh, when they pay in cash. For example, suppose you are buying something at 61 yen, even if you have a 100 yen coin, most Japanese uh, look in their wallet for a 10 yen coin and 1 yen mm -hmm. coin. Mm -hmm. So that change will be only a 50 yen coin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes even cashiers ask us if we have, say, a 10 yen coin. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I know I do that personally myself. I mean, Japan, it's, you know, with the the money, I mean, you know, you obviously you have bills. There's a 1,000 yen bill. There's a 2,000 yen bill that's, like, never used anywhere. Uh, then there's a 5,000 and a 10,000. And, uh, you know, then you have your fair amount of coins. You have a 1 yen coin, 5 yen, 10 yen, 50 100 yen and then a 500 yen coin um like mino said like 
Anytime I'm like buying something and I notice there's some kind of like a, you know, a different kind of an ending on the price, I want to get, you know, full change back. I don't want to have a lot of like one yen coins or something like that sitting in my wallet. So, you know, it, you tend to kind of just be conscious of that and just, like you said, you know, just kind of just, you know, pay, you know, obviously get a little bit, put a little bit of your other change out there to kind of get rid of that and just get like the bigger pieces back into your wallet. Um, Another thing that's interesting about Japan, too, compared to uh, at least North America, America, is that, you know, in North America, you know, every time you buy something, it's like, oh, this is forty nine ninety nine plus taxes. So whenever you actually finally get the thing, uh, you know, maybe you paid like 55 bucks, 56 bucks or whatever, and then some odd amount of change. But in Japan, like all the stuff that you see as price, it's going to be exactly what you're, you know, paying for it. The taxes is included, you know, with. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's similar here in Europe. Is it okay? Yeah, because uh, for me that was a weird thing to be in the U.S. because for E3 I was of course in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I was there and um, I saw the price on the box on the game I bought there and I was like, sure, I want to buy that. Mm -hmm. And um, then they said, oh, it also plus taxes. I was like. I was never used to that because always, whenever in Europe, the tax is always included. Yeah. So I I don't know why that is. Maybe it's some kind of marketing thing that's just uh, it's never going to change in the U.S. I don't know. But you know, I, I really do like it whenever you actually go buy something, especially if you're buying something expensive, like maybe a game system. You know, if it says yeah. 30,000 yen, it's 30,000 yen. It's not going to end up costing you, you know, like... 32,000 or something, you know, that, that's great. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, so I've always liked that about Japan and, you know, buying stuff. Uh, so uh, maybe, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not too sure, uh, obviously about outside of, you know, North America and now not, a, not so, I don't really know of anything outside of Europe either, but you know how that works, but at least in Japan and Europe, apparently, um, you know, all the taxes and stuff is already included. So you don't have to worry about all the other stuff. The weird, the weird thing about small about small coins here is you have like one and two euro cent coins, mm -hmm. um, but in some there are differences between each countries. So in Germany, you will have to pay what it says on the bill. So we have to pay by the one coin exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If I am here in my own country, they always ramp it up to five cents or zero. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So. So if it's like um, let's say two euros ninety five, it will come to sixty. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. They will not care about that one cent. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool, actually. It, it, <laughs> yeah. So that's also something that is pretty interesting. Everywhere in the world, they react differently to it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, and then you know, to Japan, I mean, you just you're carrying cash with you almost everywhere you go. It's it's a really like cash based, you know, kind of society when you're purchasing things. You know, in America a lot of people have debit cards, stuff that's attached to like a bank account directly and you know, it just automatically takes money out. It's not a credit card, you know, it's just taking from your bank. And in Japan, you don't see that a lot. Actually I've never seen anything like that where you have like a, a bank card that is tied to like Visa or something, but it's just specifically removing stuff from your bank. I've never seen anything like that here in Japan. It's convenient and nice to have um, especially if you don't like carrying around a lot of cash but good thing Japan's safe so you can carry around like a fistful of money and throw it on the ground and as long as it doesn't blow away still get it back <laughs> so huh yeah all right well um, do you guys have anything else to say about this no cool all right and Minoru is going to finish us up with the last email okay from Serik 
uh, in a lot of manga, uh, when someone takes a bath, they have a hat that protects from soap running down into their eyes, and he or she was wondering what they are called. Uh, he thinks uh, he or she thinks and that would be good for uh, his or her thumb because she or he won't just look up when he or she is getting his or her hair washed. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Uh, Sarek, uh, I'm pretty sure Sarek's a boy. His name's Steven, I believe. Um, unless he's a girl. I don't. She's a girl. No, sorry. Sarek, sorry. I don't think you're a girl. Unless you are a girl. Okay. Anyways, um, let, let's Plot let, twist. <laughs> yeah, we could uh, we can continue here. Sorry. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I I I don't know about this one. Uh, Minoto, do you have any insight I, on this? I think uh, it's called uh, shampoo hat. Uh huh. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> shampoo hat. Like okay. I, it's not. You're not talking about like a shower cap to like this. This doesn't. Your hair still gets wet with this thing? Yes, uh, it's used when you wash your hair. Okay. Is it like a like a net type of thing or something? No, no. Uh, it's called, I think, a uh, shower cap. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, yeah, I have never seen... I mean, you're washing your hair through this thing. Like, or is it... Prote- I, I, I just don't get it. Um... <laughs> So, uh, uh, let's put a photo uh, of shower. <laughs> We're going to be putting a photo, and you can take a look, and actually you should be looking right now, and you'll see it. Um, yes, it's a thing, and I- I've never used one, obviously. Uh, I don't think Don has, either. Minoru, <laughs> uh, do you use one of these every day? Uh, when I was a child, I think I used I have okay. used it once or twice. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I, I have seen it in my in my bath. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Cool. Well, there you go. Okay. Shower cap, hat, shampoo, mask, shampoo hat, shampoo mask, shampoo armor. Yes, armor. Yes, Sarek, exactly. I hope we answered your question. I don't think we did, but that's fine. <laughs> Hopefully this picture is a good picture so you could understand more about it or maybe I could I don't know we'll figure something out. But um yeah again if you have some questions please you know send it in we're always happy to talk about or not talk about question. Okay, and that is actually going to wrap it up here for today. So, uh, you know, a couple of different things here. First, first we're going to actually go ahead and start by giving out our Twitter handles. And I'll go first. Uh, mine is at Danny Biv. It's D A N N Y B as in boy, I V as in Victor. What's your last interesting tweet? My last interesting tweet, actually, let me see here. Okay, my most recent tweet was actually from last night. 
uh, right before my birthday. Celebrating my birthday tonight with some friends at a place called Arabian Rock. It's about two weeks early, though. Then hashtag, I hope I don't die. I'm surprised I didn't die last night. Um, actually, <laughs> this this place was really awesome. Um, like I said, it's called Arabian Rock. There are like a couple of different places like it in like Tokyo and like around here and stuff in Saitama. Um, this place is like this Arabian night themed thing. So you have, you know, women dressed like Jasmine from Aladdin. And, you know, actually you had Genie walking around. You know, the Genie from, you know, Aladdin was walking around. I got my picture taken with him with the birthday cake. And then, you know, guys dressed up and stuff. It's a really cool, like, you know, theme theme place. There's a lot of, like, really cool decorations inside and stuff. And, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. But anyways, yeah, I didn't die. I'm still alive. So... All right, next, uh, Don, how about you? Uh, my Twitter handle is Nintendo, that's N-I-N-T-E-N-D-A-A-N. Um, my last interesting tweet, I um, made a comment towards JC of Nintendo of America, who is on Twitter. Um, <laughs> and I, he was playing Xenoblade, and I said to him, hope you keep enjoying that Xenoblade. I put a crazy amount of hours into that game, and I honestly lost count of how many. <laughs> nice. Nice. Cool. All right. Uh, Minoru, how about you? Uh, my Twitter account is at nwr underscore Minoru. Is uh, my family members went out without saying anything to me. I'm playing Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. Hmm. Cool. Did they leave because you're playing Jungle Beat? And no. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, I hope not too. Um, which, which version of Donkey Kong Jungle Beat did you play? Uh, GameCube? Or yeah, you? yes, GameCube version. Hell yeah. Oh, okay. Great game. The proper way to play it. Yeah. You are doing it right, yeah, sir. So my her, my hands hurt. <laughs> well, that, that, that's the problem I fixed with the Wii version. Your hands don't really hurt as much in that one. That's no fun. So, hey, there's there's a comment to make for both versions. Yes. Actually, I have both versions. I beat the one on the GameCube, believe it or not. It's a great game. Really great game. Um, I, I love them both. Mm-hmm. Although, the, the GameCube version is the way to play it. Definitely. Because it's the original way to play it. Yeah, I, I, I always wish in the Wii version they had an option for, you know, bongo controllers or something. But they... Well, well they, they kind of screwed all the extra controllers for GameCube over and said they were not using them ever again. So Yeah, yeah. so that sucks. But nothing we can do about it. Um, nope. For James, he is at Fami Complicated, and I like his net last tweet. I think he did this on purpose. My name is Danny Bivens. I still will di- wear diapers, and I hate Nintendo. <laughs> that, that's a very accurate representation of me. So, yeah, that's just, not true. Well, he's lucky I didn't do my British voice to annoy him. I still might do that before we're done here. Oi! <laughs> Oi! Last, Matt, he is at Gypsy Otoku, Otoko, excuse me. So his last tweet, well, one that's not attached really to something else. Good luck, brah! Talking to one of his friends. Um, yeah, brah, like B-R-A-H, not bro. Brah! So, uh, wait, wait, uh, his last tweet uh, is uh, to James, and he said, So what the hell was this tweet about anyway? And this tweet refers to uh, my name is Danny Bivens, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and my second last tweet uh, was uh, to both of them. 
Uh, mm-hmm. And I found what James may have wanted to do, and I was right. <laughs> nice. James, thank you. Uh, and Matt, thank you. Everyone, thank you. Uh, so actually, that's going to go ahead and end the show here for today. Uh, next month, James is going to be back. Um, probably. We might do something next week. Should we talk yes. about that? Don and I actually might be doing something next week. We're not quite sure on the details of how we're going to distribute it. I don't know if we'll do it on this feed. We might do it on connectivity. I'm not too sure, but we're going to have something. We're going to have something for you guys for New Super Mario Brothers 2 and for Oni Training talking about that. So that's going to be cool. So you can and I'll also talk about the 3ds XL when I get that. Yes. That day. Exactly. Uh, Don's getting that. Um, and so. of course, the European stuff that comes along with that. Exactly. Uh, which is. So it will, so it will be an extra special internationale. Yes, there it is. Yes. Uh, so, but uh, we're not we're not sure. Um, but keep your eyes out. Yeah, yeah, definitely keep your eyes peeled to the site. Um, you know, to close us out here too, we want to you know make sure you listen to the other NWR great podcasts as you probably already listened to Radio Free Nintendo. Uh, you can help. Well, out. I have to I have to also mention something of Radio Free Nintendo. There is now. I participated in the last Jeopardy that's going up on the RFN feed. Nice. Then, because there's no regular episode last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I was f- fighting high for the spirit of the Famicast, but Good. Um, unfortunately I didn't. Um, Thanks for the spoilers, man. <laughs> yeah, but um, you can see how badly or how good I did on that episode. Yeah, definitely. That sounds awesome. I'm looking forward to that. I know. Um also, you know, please please make sure to rate RFN on iTunes. That helps out visibility, uh, you know, for the podcast, gets other people to discover it. Um, also, be sure also to check out Radio Trivia and Connectivity, great other podcasts that we have here on NintendoWorldReport.com. Um, and we also like to thank 8-Bit Weapon for the theme tune that we use, which is pretty cool, and I love it. And I I don't I don't want to thank I don't want to thank Sank, um, Zach Miller and and uh, Scott for putting in American questions again two times in a row when I'm on Jeopardy. Haha, <laughs> you suck. Go America. No, I'm just kidding. You don't suck. <laughs> Anyways, well, uh, from Danny Bivens, uh, thank you very much for listening to the episode. Uh, Minoru, Minoru, thank you for coming on. Don, thank you as always for coming on too. Thank you so much. No problem. And you did a great job hosting. Uh, thank you so much. Better than James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, this is it. See you later. Later. Bye. Bye. Bye.